feel free to like like put a, like a sick beat drop on this <laughs> and use it as like your intro. What's up, Standers? Welcome back to another week of the Standing Desk Podcast with your boys, Ben and Dan. Ben, how are we feeling on this? We uh, are feeling great in today's news. uh, Two Buck Chuck, creator died. Rest in peace to a legend, something Franzia. Mr. Should have added Mr. Franzia. So uh, I thought I was going (laughs) to, I had a tweet locked and loaded, dude. Like everyone slapped the bag in his honor. But but it's a different person. There's another person with the last name Franzia. It's like his aunt's oh. or great aunt's. Her great aunt made Franzia. Like, Gal- like the bagged like, Franzia? Yeah, bagged Franzia. He made oh. Chuck. Like, you know, oh. Gallo? Yeah, yeah, of course. That's like his his uh, stepdad or some, something crazy. <laughs> They're oh, all wow. connected. It's kind it's of the, the wine mafia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh, well, call me when the person that invented the wine bag dies. For real, bro. I think she did die. Oh, damn. Anyway. anyway, well, that's sad. Sorry to um, derail your intro. No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> on this week of the podcast, we're talking about more than just wine bags. Bad, uh, bad wine. Bad wine. Uh, we're, we're covering the usual grab bag for topic one. We got a lot going on in our first segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a very special edition of uh, Cooler Talk today, so stay tuned for that. Yep. We're also going to be talking about uh, the way that people make content and then a secret topic for topic three. Woo-hoo! And that means it's a secret to both you and to us. So We keep everyone on, on their toes, including yeah, keeping, ourselves. Exactly. So just jumping right into the grab bag. Uh, I'll, I'll kick us off with the first piece. So I've... I'm a man of live music. This is the last two weeks. I've been to what three? I've been to, I've been to three concerts over the last two weeks, um, which is a lot of concerts for me. It's a lot of concerts span two weeks, and so something that I've seen approached very differently at every single show is the concept of the encore. Okay. Now, it's almost it's it's expected that people are going to do an encore, so. Mm-hmm. Usually it's all right. Okay, guys, it's our last song. All right, we'll see you later. And then they run off stage, and the lights are still dark. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's like, it's like it's like an end credit scene in a movie. Like if the lights yeah. are still off, they're coming back. You know, you're you know they're gonna come back. You're not fooling anybody. Like, I haven't been to a concert in a long time where they have not had an encore. I, I don't think I've ever been to a concert where they haven't done an encore. <laughs> it is the standard. And so, a few different ways that I saw people do this and I don't know how I feel about it anymore. So the first concert that I, I went to was jungle. Great, great artist, really fun concert, great show. And they're like, all right, Phoenix, this is our last show. Like, good to see you. And then they ran off and I was like, cool. Like that makes sense. Like they'll come back for like one or two more songs. Like they've been playing about an hour that tracks. They came back on for 30 more minutes. Oh, for I was like, like an intermission like, of that. Like halfway. I was like, <laughs> Oh, we're still going. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. That's like the wrong the, approach, bro. That's what I, I think I, that's 100 percent the wrong approach. It should be an exclamation point, not an ellipsis. <laughs> exactly. I was like, after the first song, I was like, all right, let's go home. I'm like, I'm kind of tired. And they just kept going. I was like, oh, okay, two songs. Cool. That's- no, for real. Like, I'm mentally ready for two more songs, three max. Max. If they do more than that, I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. You, like exactly. they ruined the show almost. Right. And so then, then that's kind of how the second concert went. So we went, you know, he's like, yo, thank you very much. You know, whatever. Uh, ran off stage. This was love. And then everyone's like, one more song. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, I'll do one more. And he came back out and we're all like, woo. And I think he played two songs. Perfect. And then he called it a day. Perfect. Ran off stage. Good job, buddy. What, what songs did he play? Uh, I'm not, I'm not too deep in that man's discography. Okay. Um, okay. I wasn't too sure. Okay. Uh, oh, but the last one he played was um, I Like Me Better When I'm With You. That oh, song. Yeah. yeah. I, I was waiting the whole show for it. <laughs> it was the very last one. It was the very last one. That's the worst. And I was like, ah, where is I it, think, man? I think the key to a good concert going experience, you need to know a minimum of three songs. <laughs> the chorus to three songs, because then usually they play one at the top, yeah. one in the middle, 
one encore. Yeah. And so you can kind of spread it out. Yeah. Yeah. I have my thought. I think, I don't know. I think concerts. I'm are sure you had a good time. Don't get me yeah. Wrong. I still had a great time. Yeah. And then the last concert I went to was Joy Wave, which was last mm-hmm. night. And these guys had a very different approach. They're so like, all right, guys, we got two more songs to play. Maybe one more if you want to keep us around. And so, like, they played their two songs and then they're like, all right, like, do we want one more? Like, you guys got to cheer for it. And, like, they were still, they never left the stage. I mean, this guy was getting freaking hyped, though. Like, he was like, he's like, this is going to be the last song they ever play at this venue because we're about to rip it down. And, like, they had like a lever on stage when they felt like they got enough cheers and then they pulled it and it like started the lights for the next song. That's great. Like, like the final song. And that was sick. Yeah. And then that was it. They called it after that song and they went off and that was it. Period. That's cool, but I... So they never left the stage? Mm-mm. No, they stayed on stage the whole time. I don't personally believe in the concept of earning the encore. I feel like this is something artists used to do more. Where, yeah. like, you, they'd have to... They'd wait till the crowd got really loud for them to finally come out. And yeah. I don't know. It's a I, little lame. Yeah, it was... It fit with their energy, though. Like, yeah, it, it worked. Sense. It worked well, but that got me thinking. Like, what's the point of even having the no? Well, that's of an true. Encore? That is true. I'm sure that's I, what it usually like. That's right. how it originated, right? I'm sure, people were like screaming, like, "Come on, come back! We want more!" And that's yeah. what it was. And now it's. I am under the impression an encore should be the exception and not the rule. Yeah, I think give me your full set list. Give me everything. I like that. Leave it all on the stage. And if you really want us, like, if we really want it, and if you're feeling it, come back out for one more song. I'm I don't like, I don't like this whole charade. Yeah, yeah. Of oh, we're over. Like everyone knows it's not yeah. over. Who are you trying to fool? It's bro. corny. Yeah, it's like a Marvel movie. Like we all know what the good guys are going to win. Oh, I thought you were talking about the end scene. We all know the end scene's Oh uh, well, well, that too. Going to show yeah. us some terrible spinoff. Yeah, it's going to be some girl. random dude from Globalgar. Like, <laughs> I've, I'm coming and to kill people. And then everyone's like, whoa. Like for five seconds. So I don't know. That's my, that's my, that's my rant about concerts real quick. Loved all the shows. Great concerts, good times, good people. But I think we should abolish the, the encore. <laughs> I'm here for it, bro. Um, okay. Uh, so, so, Dan, those are some highlights of your week. Uh, but... You mentioned briefly that you had some lowlights on uh, our favorite social media platform. Yeah. Normally I'm not going to like, like I see some bad LinkedIn posts, you know, frequently, but this, this and in the wild, this sucks. Like this is like my own feed. Like I I'm at, I'm kind of at fault for this. So that that's on me for even being connected with this person. But uh, this person's a a financial advisor. Sorry. A financial advisor, by the way. It's Um, the quotes. Yeah, I did air quotes on that one. Unpopular opinion. Don't invest 20% of your paycheck. Okay, well, sure. Well, what else are you going to tell me? Yeah. (laughs) I graduated with a finance degree. And when I was in school, I used to think that that was the smart thing to do. It's not not stupid. Um, I understand that compounding interest will accrue over time. Yeah, exponentially, actually. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> Nevertheless, at a 10% return, if you invest $1,000, at the end of the year, you'll have $1,100. This man clearly graduated with a finance degree. Yeah. He can do simple percentages. Brilliant. You he will be- check that in new Excel. <laughs> yeah, I got to fact check that one. Trust but verify. Compound interest calculator. <laughs> oh, I hope this is right. He then goes on to say, you will be a slave your whole life. <laughs> okay you'll retire (laughs) you'll retire when you no longer have the energy nor the health to live your best life okay instead invest in your skill set and mentors that will help you capitalize it okay so just to get this clear don't invest any of my money so that i can start getting that compound interest and i can retire early instead invest in a business course or my master's or mentors pay other people to tell me to do. Okay. If you invest $500,000 at a 10% yearly rate with compounding interest, you'll retire early and live off of interest alone. No one can take knowledge away from you. You are your greatest asset. First, make real money, then invest it. Hashtag financial freedom. 
So it's that simple, Ben. Really, all you need to do is not take any of your money for 20, 30 years, get to a position where you have $500,000 in cash, and then invest it at a, in a market that'll give you 10% dividend yeah. returns every year. His coin it's that, that he's starting, of course. That, Boy, that's yeah. the stupidest advice I've ever heard in my life. You need to Very- start by paying grifters like him. Get you back to square one. Start clean, $0 in the bank account, and then it's only up from there. Like all you got to do is get to the point in your life, probably by the age, I don't know, 35 where you have 500K in cash, and then mm-hmm. just invest it and you'll retire early. Easy. What delusional easy, mindset do you have to be in in order to think you'll retire early by the time you have that much cash and capital laying around? Yeah. There, the Venn diagram is a circle <laughs> on the two strategies, I think, there. Yeah, it's, it's wild. That is weird, though, because I've seen like... There must be, I don't know, there's, I feel like these people coordinate or something because I've seen other influencer posts and like these financial columns about how you shouldn't necessarily invest 10% in retirement now because like they're not your peak earnings years. And so you should uh, enjoy your experiences with your friends and stuff. Yeah. Like, there's like all of, none of this is, is accurate. Right. It's, it's just not, there's no like one model. No, there's it, everybody has a different financial situation and should adjust accordingly. Mm-hmm. However, having some the, the, the concept of getting to $500,000 inherently requires you to save or invest to get to that point so that you can get that 10% interest. I, th- I think he's like saying go to law school yeah that's what he's saying bro invest in yourself create a startup sell it to microsoft for 14 billion (laughs) dollars and then you'll be set it's it's that simple bro golly man (laughs) i that stuff just boils my blood yeah it's pretty funny there was like this uh some politician was talking about how it like he oh yeah it was after the student loans thing and he was like, I had loans. I What I did was, you know, I, I picked away at it here and there. Then I ran for Congress and I wrote a book based on that. And then I paid it all off. It's that easy. It's that easy. Become <laughs> a politician. Become, do some insider trading. Yeah. <laughs> just work in the office of Nancy Pelosi and you'll be set. Become the head of the, you know, corporate finance committee or whatever it is. Yeah, you're set. All you got to do is work for the Fed. You're good. Uh, so speaking of bad financial uh, advice and pursuits. So this week, I think today. So by the time you're listening to this, it will have been a few days ago. Uh, Starbucks launched what's called Starbucks Odyssey, or they announced it. It's launching this year. It is uh, what TechCrunch calls the coffee chain's first foray into building with Web3 technology. Uh, So basically, it makes their Starbucks rewards loyalty program into an NFT platform where as you buy more (laughs) pumpkin spice lattes, you can uh, earn and purchase digital assets such as non-fungible tokens. Um, so, uh, despite this just being stupid from the jump, the article makes it even worse, bro. It's pretty hilarious how they describe it. Um, so the article says that Starbucks opted to make NFTs, the passes that allow access to this digital community. So NFTs are where you need to use it, but Starbucks is intentionally obscuring the nature of tech technology underpinning the experience in order to bring in more consumers. So they're not telling people what this technology actually does. <laughs> Probably because it's nothing. Oh. <laughs> they're intentionally not telling people the point of, of why they're using crypto for, for their the loyalty program. I am saying this right now. NFTs should have no part of a drink that Butch Cassidy could have made. If this is something he was doing back in the day, making coffee by a campfire, I don't want an NFT anywhere near it. It's hilarious because like two weeks ago, there was an article about that. 
they have this like lab in their headquarters where they're like testing new methods to, to clean their blenders because like they're not getting drinks out of time. So it's like, <laughs> shouldn't you solve blender cleaning? Hey, how about you guys make coffee that's not burnt to a crisp every time I get it? <laughs> how you about consider you make, that? Yeah, how about you uh, figure out another flavor besides pumpkin spice, King? Oh, I will say, though, if I was offered a one-of-one one caramel macchiato NFT, oh. I would absolutely purchase that. Oh, dude, that's invaluable. If I had the intellectual <laughs> rights to the caramel ma- ice caramel macchiato, I'd be a, the most powerful man on earth. Dude, I want that stale 4 p.m. croissant NFT. <laughs> oh my gosh, get me the bacon gouda egg NFT. And, uh, <laughs> With the last one. The I'm last the only one, one that can buy them anymore because I have the <laughs> NFT. And so, but the best part of the article <clears throat> uh, Starbucks CMO Brad uh, Brady Brewer told TechCrunch that the company wanted to invest in the area, but not as a stunt side project as many companies are doing holy projection dude no this is not a stunt stunt. it's not a stunt your coffee process needs a non-fungible token that's not a stunt we're not jumping any sharks here no we're the first coffee place to give nfts out all right (laughs) that's so stupid like if you're having to come out and say that you should probably rethink what you're doing. It's so goofy. This bro. is not a stunt. It's so goofy. They got, yeah. they just got to clean some blenders. Um, all right. What's next on our grab bag? Let's see. I think you were talking about fight night. Uh, yes. Fight night. Uh, so this is a fairly simple topic. Um, so Jake Paul <laughs> oh, gosh. is fighting Anderson Silva in, in Glendale in uh, October. Tickets are 63 bucks. For uh, nosebleeds. Should we go there? <laughs> if the standards want us to and provide a comprehensive review, I will absolutely go to that. Standards, if you, let us know if you think we should see Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva. Maybe we're, we'll drop a poll. And my second question is, can we write that off as a business expense? I think we have to get an LLC to do that. But after that, I think we're, that may be the next we're in the step, clear. <laughs> We've been looking for something to push us over the edge into LLC territory. It may just have to be Jake Paul. We're going public in 2024. So if we do go, what is our approach? Are we bringing like pro Jake Paul signs? I'm kind of down to lean into, into the fandom of our King. Yeah. I also do want to see him get the snot knack that knocked out of him. <laughs> Isn't Anderson Silva like a real fighter? Yeah, he he's like a well. I think he's old now. Uh, I mean, Jake Paul so was finding anybody Floyd Mayweather, bro, and he couldn't yeah. sleep Logan. But that's fair. Yeah, Anderson Silva is forty-seven years old. Oh yeah, this guy's like a real. Oh yeah, real I mean, maniac. Like a, yeah, he had at a time a record consecutive wins in the UFC. How many? Sixteen consecutive wins in the UFC at a at a time, which was a record. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean. This is well, because hasn't Jake only boxed until now, or has he done MMA? So, so this no, he's just done boxing. This is a boxing match. This oh, is not a UFC MMA. fight. No, no, no. This is a boxing match. Oh, bro, is getting the, the octagon. Bro. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is like this is like the equivalent of taking like a like a RIP seventy five year old like Bill Russell and challenging him to like a three point shooting contest. This like you're like, taking away the best parts of his game and you're making right. him box yeah that is pretty lame like i don't know like i'm gonna take michael jordan into a bat oh actually no he was actually good at baseball <laughs> no, take Shaquille O'Neal into the batting no, cage. hey he was good enough to play in the league man minors they tell that to timmy tebow Yikes. uh <clears throat> okay that's that's that um is that it so oh we got her grab bag uh, I think one last thing was about group text that you group had. Group text, yes. So do you think that – so when you're in a group text. Yep. Let me, I let me many of those. I have I lots of friends. I was in a group friends. text with three other people, and we were having a conversation that at first that involved everyone, and then it devolved into kind of a one-on-one with me and this other person in the group text. And then I said a group – I said an inside joke – 
that only he would understand. Do you think it's bad group text etiquette? Hmm. Have an inside inside joke with within uh, like with one person or a subset of the group. Does okay. it need to involve everyone if it's in the group text? So I think there are two factors in play here. One of which is the size of the group text. Okay. If this is a eight plus uh, size, I think that would be gauche to have just yeah. like a one-on-one yeah. group text and yeah. put it in there. Yeah. If it's three or four people, I don't think that's too bad. Okay. I think it also depends on the closeness of the group together. If we're all good buddies, we've been friends for a long time. You toss that out there. No, no, no <laughs> issues there. If this is like three of my coworkers and then like one of my buddies who also works with me and I toss out an inside joke like that, I'm going to look like a moron. Yeah, it's, that's clown behavior. Yeah, so I think there's like an equation, like A equals appropriateness. So <laughs> yeah. A equals tightness, T times uh, quantity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there's like a chart somewhere on the internet yeah. about that. Of course, bro. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we'll get the geniuses at MIT on that equation after the break. Uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Standing Desk Podcast. It's everyone's favorite segment of the show, Icebreaker, where Ben and I call an individual, ask them a question. They gave us their hot takes on society, politics, culture, all of the above. Superheroes. Yep. Today, we're calling calling a former co-worker, buddy of mine. His name's Carson. Uh, he's... Been <laughs> the goat, <laughs> dude! <laughs> I have a picture of Carson on my refrigerator, actually. He's a legend. Um, <laughs> I, I rang in the new year with him and then probably, probably never see him ever again. <laughs> he's a great guy, though. He's one of the most interesting men in the world. Uh, he's been slowly moving his way west uh, since he was a wee lad. Started off on the east coast of Connecticut, went to college in Iowa. Two very exciting places right there and then moved to Phoenix, Arizona. So God bless him. Yes. So today we're going to give him a call and let's get his thoughts on a few things. Carson, you've got the Sandy Dust podcast. Howdy, partners. <laughs> Carson, how are we doing tonight? Doing great. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here. You know, and it's an even greater honor to have you. <laughs> I already, I already told all the listeners that I have a picture of you on my refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Do you look at that for inspiration every morning? Pretty much, yeah. Every time before I go on the pod, I'm like, I do it for Carson. <laughs> Anyway, well, I appreciate that. I can feel your warmth every day. <laughs> That's beautiful. So, Carson, the reason I bring you on here is I have an important question to ask you. All right, let's hear it. So, most people in the world, they're like, oh, like, you know, what's your, what are your dream dinner guests? Uh, but I think that's cheesy and corny. So, I want, I want to know, in your personal dream. opinion, it's you and three people going out to dinner. What is the nightmare group of people that you could have sitting at that table for dinner? How many Ooh, the nightmare group. Yeah, so three three other people, including yourself. Let's see. Uh, I wouldn't say you, but you're almost there. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> you'd probably try to sell me Flowcast shit the whole time. Yeah, uh, probably. <laughs> let's see. Always Where's be closing. <laughs> I'd say Nancy Pelosi <laughs> gotta be up there because I feel like she just like literally ripped me apart from like everything from my looks to how I talk to like you know she could probably just, get good stock advice though <laughs> true very true um, maybe you could you know get some drinks in there get some good inside info um, but still it would be a nightmare uh, let's see uh, I'll say probably Adrian Peterson um <laughs> Because, you know, the, uh, he might, like, mistake me for his son or something and then start, like, beating me on the spot. Um, <laughs> he just got he just got knocked out in a boxing match this last weekend, I think. Oh, did he? Yeah, he, I forget. He, he was boxing Le'Veon Bell and he got knocked out. Jesus. Yeah, he got slapped. Even worse. Because, uh, you know, the, 
who knows? You know, the CTE may kick in, and then That's I might saying. get CTE from him. Um, <laughs> sorry, I don't know if you have boundaries on this podcast. None. So sorry, zero, let's cross zero boundaries. <laughs> uh, let's see, and then the last one. Hmm, this is a tough one. Uh, Conor McGregor, uh, <laughs> just because he's annoying as hell, um, and his fans are annoying as hell. And, True. He would just be super cocky, and then he can't say do anything about it because he'd also just kick your ass if you say anything. So he might start boxing Adrian Peterson. True. Ask him who's worse, um, Jake Paul fans. Yeah, or, that might uh, cancel, that might make it into the best dinner ever. Actually, uh, <laughs> it could be interesting. <laughs> would you yeah, rather? Would you rather have uh, Conor McGregor fans around the table or Jake Paul fans? Ooh, Jake Paul fans because they can't kick my ass at least. <laughs> That's I don't like that. Because you know they all want to be like MMA kids and they like, try super hard to like, you know, probably like uh, Brian Arnborough just do jujitsu. No, I'm just, <laughs> just tackling people all over the place. Carson, <laughs> yeah. I take you, know, you with a butter knife versus any Jake Paul. Middle of the Chili's or something. <laughs> Go to Chili's. <laughs> well, I'm honestly surprised Skip Bayless wasn't in your nightmare rotation, but I like the list. Sorry, who was that? I'm surprised Skip Bayless wasn't part of the, the nightmare rotation. No, he's in my dream. That's fair. Dreamer. That's good. Yeah, we're just on the same wavelength for everything. <laughs> like, I'll just, I'll die for Dak Prescott. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, well, Carson, well, I'll do my best to set you up with Nancy Pelosi, Adrian Peterson, and Conor McGregor for dinner at Chili's. Wow. Um, but we really appreciate your insights. Oh, I really appreciate being here, and, um, yeah, let me. I know you've been interested in joining QAnon, so let me know if you're still interested. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll hit you up. I'll see if we can get some. We'll get Q on the pod next week. Right, sounds good, man. Awesome. All right, I'll talk to you later, Carson. See you, man. See ya. Dude, unreal. I probably would have swapped out Adrian Peterson for Antonio Brown, but other than that, no notes. That was so unhinged, bro. <laughs> Oh my god! I love it. That's why I wanted to call Carson. I knew he'd give us some a wonderful answer, and he did yeah. not fail to deliver. Wait, why? Why Pelosi? Just because he feels he feels like she would judge him for everything he does. Thank. All right. I uh, granted, I probably wouldn't want to sit at a table with her. This is we we brought her up twice on this podcast already today, and that's really? a record. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, Carson. We'll be right back. And we're back. I hope you guys enjoyed that little tidbit from Carson there. Great guy. Uh, Just one tidbit. Yeah. Yeah. One little tidbit. Describe it. Uh, yeah. We're, we, we like to keep our content fresh and engaging and entertaining, which kind of leads me to my next segment. So something I've been kind of noticing is, and I'll, Ben, I want to get your thoughts and feelings on this. This is like so meta that we're talking about this, but whatever. Uh, so a very big theme I've seen in content creation recently is just taking a Reddit post and just like either reading it or like reacting to it. So like on TikTok, I'll see people like take like an ask Reddit thread, which is just like a generic question to everybody. Yeah. And then it just has like a, like the automated voice read out the answers over like gameplay of subway surfers or something. So like that's something. And then there's like, uh, Macy has been telling me about like, there's like a podcast she has where they like read like scary Reddit stories or something like that. Okay. And so I was trying to think, is that, would you put that in a category of good content or like lazy content of just taking something from Reddit and just either reposting it or just reading it for people and reacting to it? Um, I'm, I'm so on the fence about it. I'm leaning lazy, but I think if it's not, if they're not super viral posts, they're, they're, uh, they only have a couple hundred upvotes or whatnot. Uh, then I think that's fine. You're you're platforming them, bro. No, but then you're just kind of like cur- you're a content curator. You're a uh, what's that called? An aggregator. You're an aggregator uh, account where you're just aggregating other content so that other people can see it. It's kind of like vintage stores. Vintage stores go to thrift stores, buy clothes, then they mark them up, which is somewhat fair. I think we've talked about this. Somewhat fair because they put in the effort to track down these, these, uh, thrifted goods. So, um, and then you pay the premium. So it's kind of the same thing, but with content. I see, I see, I think a lot of the stuff I see, and this is just on TikTok. Like this is the stuff that I have, I've seen is 
and even on Instagram, people like reposting stuff. It's just the most popular stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's not anything groundbreaking. Like they're digging through stuff. They're just taking what's on the front page of a specific subreddit or something, and then just reading it or like reposting it. And like one, I'm trying to determine if that's good or bad. Cause one, like obviously not everybody uses Reddit. So they're getting access to content from other platforms yeah, technically. That's true. But why would you not just people? have a, no, they're, it's literally just screenshots. Like sometimes I guess they'll have include like the username in the screenshot. Yeah. But I don't know if they're necessarily like giving that much credit to it. Like there's whole TikTok pages. That's just Reddit stuff. Yeah. I don't like that. But at the same time, I don't have TikTok. And I sometimes I like seeing the best TikToks on Instagram. <laughs> but see, then why wouldn't you just download TikTok? Uh, because I don't trust the People's Republic of China. Who is not taking your data from any other application you're using. Bruh, I mean, it's the only China-owned app that's popular in the U.S. Not the only one, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's fair. My, my assumption no, there is... Were, there was an, there's an article that they have software that can track your um, finger motions. So hypothetically, they could track like if you open up a web page through TikTok, through yeah. their portal, and then type in like password or credit card info, they have that information. That's kind of whack. Yeah, bro. <laughs> That's not the coolest thing to do. So like it was at that, that point where I deleted it because I did have it for a while. I was like, this is kind of sus. Yeah. It's like, if they have my data, what, everyone has my data, bro, yeah. whatever. That's a little. That's a little too far. That's fair. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think it's lazy. I think it's lazy. I, I'm torn on it because I, I, I can't put my finger on if it's good or bad content. Like, it's, it's, I mean, it's a really similar concept to like reaction YouTube channels or something like that, where like I'm reading something and then I'm reacting to it. Like, I'm technically adding something to it by re- by giving my reaction to it. Yeah. But is that what people are there for? Or are they there for the original content? They're there for the reaction. I think, um, I mean, in a lot of ways, we're just all like reaction. We're, we're not creating new thoughts. Well, I guess hey, we are. Hey, I've created a few little, little things for us. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah. But I mean, if they're not reacting and they're literally just, doing a, a screen record and scrolling through a story, then I think uh, that's whack. But if they're actually providing insight or humor to it, mm-hmm. a little color, that's that's fine. Okay. Yeah, I can rock with that. That's interesting. But, and you you brought it up and it, I, I, don't, I forgot to bring this up in the grab bag, but it's kind of related. It's just talking about like data and tracking. So, yeah. and this is me curating content from Twitter for you guys. So... <laughs> Uh, That's the pod. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's this guy on uh, Twitter. He is, I don't really know how to say his name on there. It's like Dreis Deport, Deporter or something like that. And yeah, I so, no, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Shout out Dreis. <laughs> so his whole thing is like making like AI projects and stuff like that. So this is very in line with our content uh, line. And so. <laughs> This is actually one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. So he, what he did is he created this machine, AI, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. to where it's taking people's Instagram account, like posts. Mm -hmm. It's looking at the location and like some of the metadata around the picture. And then it's pulling footage from like cameras and around that area and giving people videos of themselves taking that Instagram picture. I don't like that. That is the scariest thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. How is that legal in I any think, way? I, I think these people consented to having him like tested out with his model. How can he access cameras, public cameras or privately owned cameras? I don't think they're privately owned cameras. I think these are all public cameras, which is one part of it. How can you access publicly owned cameras? Apparently that's like a thing. You cannot access like CCTV cameras or oh, something like yeah. that. Oh yeah, that's fair. So he's like using these and like, we live in a surveillance state. It's <laughs> it's seriously insane. Like I like watched a few of the examples he posted. Um, look up, it's called The Follower. So it's really just- Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> yeah, that's kind of messed up. But name, like, come on, bro. Yeah, he could have be- came up with a no. better name than that. Jesus, maybe just like the AI photo finder instead of like <laughs> backyard stalker under your bed.com. <laughs> yeah, what if Dolly was named I am the artist now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's probably a miss on his side, but like people are like blowing up and going crazy over it. It's and it's actually like super interesting. So I I I almost wanted to submit my own stuff into there to see like if I could, but it's like a closed project now. But yeah, I would firmly recommend people check that out just just to see how powerful some of these texts are but like it like broke this dude's website because so many people like visited his his website after they saw it slippery slope man yeah Scary stuff it's terrifying but check it out on twitter uh d-r-i-e-s d-e-p-o-o-r-t-e-r uh, why do got- we have public cameras like that that aren't so like that, feed cameras so that we can make freaking dope ai projects out of it man I get, dope is one word for, i don't know bro you know how i am about like surveillance <laughs> yeah i think it's whack bro i just i don't see the need i don't see the need yeah ben ben wears a tinfoil hat welcome back to cooler talk uh this week we are doing what we did a few weeks ago which is where dan and i get the same drink and uh, both try it out. Very fun stuff. Uh, and we chose a drink that I think that we think all of our listeners can relate to, and that is Sunny D, baby. Sunny Delight. The tangy original flavor, of course. Which is orange. You know, the <laughs> orange, it's orange flavored citrus punch with other natural flavors. Bro, I, I thought this was just orange juice. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's 100% vitamin C. Dude, Sunny D's gas. I'm pumped up. I haven't had this in probably 15 years. It has been so long. Yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, I was I was opting for uh, Hawaiian Punch, but Dan wanted this. So I haven't had it in so long. Hawaiian Punch is Hawaiian Punch, man. I've had Fruit Punch flavored things like for a Oh, while. it's different than Fruit Punch, my guy. Whatever. We'll do a, we were thinking about doing a blind taste test with some other drinks. Maybe we'll do one for three different fruit punches. There we go. Including Hawaiian punch. Also, only 12 grams of added sugar in this. Not bad. Not bad. Way better than I thought it was going to be. They call it the most boldly unique orange drink on the planet. Heck yeah. All right, I'm ready. I'm, I'm taking this. I'm taking it straight I- to the face. I already took your just no glass. No glass straight from the bottle. Authentic I already experience. took my um, my daily dose of vitamin C, so I'm about to OD on it. the OD on vitamin C. <laughs> oh, right, man. Well, that smell test? Smell test. Yeah, it smells like orange juice. Smells like orange juice. <laughs> All right, let's go. Oh, Did they ever make sunny do with pulp? No, that's... Oh. That's so good. <laughs> God damn, it's so good, bro. Wow. That's unbelievable, actually. This is all the good parts about orange juice without any of the bad parts. Dude. Yeah, wow. I might chug this entire bottle. Yeah. You know what? Screw screw mimosas. Screw screwdrivers. This is what we're on, bro. Sunny D mimosas. Or Sunny D screwdrivers. Yeah. I... That's un that's unbelievable, man. This would be an unreal brunch beverage. Oh my dude. I'm I might get a loss for words right now. It's delicious. This might be the best thing I've ever had on Cooler Talk. I'm going I'm going eight eight seven. I was going eight eight. All right, there it is. Our Sunny brother, Delight. Dude. Sunny D baby. Take that every other drink we've had <laughs> it is literally so good i like i, Bro, I gotta put this away being genuine honestly like look how much i've already drank you didn't get the gallon route <laughs> oh we don't have enough patreon subscribers for me to afford that <laughs> Dude, this was this was less than um like an erewhon can of, of any good it was 350 Ben got a ha- you got a handle for three fifty? Yeah, bro. Dang, I only got the fifth of Sunny D. <laughs> uh, oh man! All right, shout out Sunny D. 
Sponsor the pod, please. That's a that's a goat collab uh, dream, bro. Oh my gosh, I would kill yeah. that. Like Sunny Deep's SDP merch, dude. Their first two initials are SD. Oh my god, bro, that merch would pop off. Yeah, that would go. That, I could sell that on Grail for like five hundred bucks. <laughs> I literally got to put this away. I'm drinking way too much of it. Welcome back. This is what uh, a new segment I'm calling Standing Desk Sports Hour. You know, so, so going sports, buckle up. It's going to be a long hour. Uh, so we've had some um, some notable sports events, news happen in uh, recent weeks. I feel like you even more so than myself. So uh, I just want to like just pick your brain, Dan, about all the sports going on in the world. Heck yeah, so, man, sports. First and foremost, um, last weekend was the U.S. Open finals, yep. semifinals and finals. I have decided I'm going to get into being a fan of tennis because it is... You say this with a new sport, like, like <laughs> biannually. But tennis is actually fun to watch. Baseball is <laughs> the lost cause because it sucks. Yeah. I think what I love so much about tennis is that it's silent half the time. Yeah, there's not a lot going on. It's not just like this roaring the entire time. Anyway, um, another notable tennis news is Roger Federer announced his retirement today. I didn't see that, actually. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Like Taver Cup, Taver Cup will be his last cup. He's not doing any more majors. So, Dan, you are a notable Roger Federer fan. I think Love the only you, one I know. And yep. the only big tennis fan that I know. So, what are your thoughts on uh, Roger leaving the sport, man? What did he mean to you? So, so I, I mean, it, it definitely is that time in tennis right now where it is starting to be the changing of the guard from the old mm-hmm. into the new. Yeah. Uh, I think we're starting to see that in a lot of different sports. The old generations are phasing out. The new ones are coming in. You got Roger announcing his retirement. Nadal is, he just lost to another Spaniard. Uh, he lost and, to, uh, uh, oh, he lost to an American and, Yafa, and, and yeah. A, yeah. And a young Spaniard ended up winning the tournament. Right. Um, Djokovic, uh, doesn't believe in science. And so he's not competing in many <laughs> tournaments anymore. So we're starting <laughs> to see this new wave of people coming in, which I think is, is great one, but two, looking back on the careers of these guys, I mean, it's hard to, when you look at the history of tennis, I don't think there's been many people outside of that have had as big of a cultural impact as yeah. your Nadal's, your Federer's, probably your John McEnroe's out there as well. Maybe like Arthur Ashe for the. Well, sure, just for the racial. the history of it, yeah, yeah, and then but then like John McEnroe was just so boisterous and loud. Like, yeah. I'm trying to decide if Roger or Rafa goes on the Mount Rushmore of tennis. It's hard. Who would, who would yours be? I don't know that much about the history of tennis. So what would you say? It'd be like, man, I feel like it's gotta be. Well, it's interesting because Djokovic is on pace to beat both of them for majors. Right. Which is very interesting. Yeah. But obviously no one likes him. (laughs) Right. It's like really unlikable. Um, so, but I would put both of them, honestly, Roger and Nadal. I mean, okay. Nadal is the king of clay. He has, I think, right. mo- most clays or most uh, French Opens, and Roger has the most Wimbledon Opens, right, for men. Um, uh, yeah. So, oh, also, Serena had her final. Shout out, Serena. She's yeah, true. Didn't go to, we don't mean talk about Yeah, it. I mean, she, yeah, when we talk about all of tennis, she's probably up there, honestly. Yeah, yeah, but, of course. But just um, Yeah. Man, I mean, it's it's Roger and Nadal are probably up there. Yeah, I mean, just because they're so freaking incredible at what they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bjorn Borg is up there. Rod Laver's up there. I don't know if Sampras has that many. No, I think he did have a lot. Those guys are all up there. Just because they were so freaking good at what they did. Like, Rod Laver's like an older tennis pro, for sure. Is I'm trying Matt to look McEnroe? at... Matt, so McEnroe was... It's hard because it's like he was like there for the culture, you know, and he's American. So he just gets more like of the news space. Right. Right. And I, and I just looked it up and he, he has he has seven Grand Slam titles, which is still impressive. That's good. Don't, don't get it twisted. Like, but then 
like when you get up to those other big guys, like Bjorn Borg has 11, uh, Sanford has 14, Laver has 11. Um, yeah. And he was around with like the, I don't pro slam was something a little different beforehand. Mm. Um, I think that was like before the grand slam and he has nine titles there. So like when you look at him compared to like Roger, he also has 20 grand slam wins and not at all has 22. That's yeah. Pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. He won two this year. He, um, he, uh, almost went undefeated in, in matches this year. Yeah. He won like Dang. 20 straight matches. That's so um, impressive, man. What is your favorite grand slam? Oh, I love I love Wimbledon. Okay, it's, I've never watched a true Wimbledon, so I'm excited for my budding fandom to. Wow, that. It, it's it's like it it's it's in that same air as like the Masters of like yeah. for golf. Like wow. it's just classic, like high class event. Like everyone's wearing white. It looks cool. I was like, gonna say I love that. It's so cool. Like yeah, it's like a weird tradition, but I love it. Bro, people, you may have seen my tweet about this. U.S. Open, like, Nike is rolling out these goofy new shirts that are, like, a rectangle collar, but it's, like, a zip Henley, too. Like, there's this zipper in the middle of the square collar that it's, like, a quarter zip. I hate for, that. To make it, like, a, a like, <laughs> like a, what is that? Like, a, a Pentagon. It's oh, crazy. I, hate, I, don't, I don't like that at all. Yeah, so that's nuts. So I like that there's some uniformity to it because it's a classy sport. I feel like it should be normal attire. Yeah. Plus, I, I love the look of the grass court. Yeah, it looks it looks nice. Yeah, and I don't know if that was just my association because Roger was very good on grass. Um, right. I, I do also like watching people slide around on clay. That's always mm-hmm. interesting. People can slide more on um, hard, hard court than, than I thought. They yeah. slide a decent amount. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they don't break their ankles. <laughs> That's also what's cool about like tennis is that like, you're always playing on a different surface. like all like a yeah. lot of the major tournaments are on different surfaces. So like yeah. you get a little bit of everything and like it gives people different advantages. I think that's what's so cool about it. No, I agree. I agree. Um, okay. So that's tennis. Um, the other sports, <laughs> other sports is uh, football started notably last yeah. weekend. Um, so I'm not that pumped for this football season. I don't know why. It kind of always takes me a couple weeks to really get into it. So anyway, uh, are you excited about this season? Football season is always very bittersweet for me because I always know the Cardinals are going to hurt me really bad. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I do like, I kind of like where the league is right now. I feel like there's a lot of parody in it, which is nice. Yeah. It's not just like I don't firmly believe Tom Brady's going to take us all prisoner and uh-huh. win the Super Bowl again every single year anymore. Um, Who do you think is going to win it? That's so it. tough. I, Chiefs, Beefs. They're playing right now as we speak. <laughs> they sure are. are they uh, I have no idea. Live update well, from the CNS podcast. <laughs> um, we don't need to look at that because yeah. everyone will have known by tomorrow. <laughs> True. Yeah, they are in fact losing to the other team that I think is that I would personally like to see win the Super Bowl, which is the Chargers. Same. Go Chargers, baby. And moves to LA and all of a sudden becomes a bandwagon. I don't I don't even care. Cardinals are so tragic. It's it's like I feel like it's no one can the poverty franchise, man. It sucks. Um, and how's your fantasy team doing? Oh, don't. What's your roster? Can you, right, work, so, can you talk through your roster? Yeah. So this was, so I'm in a 16 team league this year, which has made drafting very difficult. That is very difficult. Um, so roast me on my, my roster, <laughs> but here's, here's how it goes. We got Jalen hurts at quarterback. Okay. He's a good fantasy quarterback. Yeah. Got, uh, AJ. AJ. What's his last name? AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Yeah. I was thinking green. I'm like, that's not right. It's another yeah, no. color. He's on the cards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Najee Harris as my running back. Okay. Steelers, right? Still. So. Yep. Yep. David Montgomery on the Bears as my running back number two. Don't know who that is. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. I got Keenan Allen. Oh, nice. Go Chargers. Yep. Uh, and then this is where it starts to get a little dicier. I got like TJ Hawkinson at tight end for Detroit. Big Iowa guy. Do not know anyone on the Detroit uh, franchise. <laughs> a few other randoms. Hunter Renfro. Okay. Uh, Young Hoku. Isn't he a kicker? Yeah. 
He's really good though, right? For the Falcons. Yeah, he, he scored 18 points for me last week. That's good. No, yeah, he's a baller. Yeah. And then a few randos like Rondale Moore, Kadarius Tony, and Damian Pierce. I think that's pretty solid for a 16 team league. I, I was I was happy with it coming out. I think I don't know. There it sucks because what happens every single year is that the team that gets auto-drafted is always the best one. Really? Yes. Yeah, so like some dude had an auto-drafted team and scored 176 points. Wow. That's messed I was, up. I was gobsmacked. <laughs> That's pretty annoying. Yeah. Is it because of like, is like there's so many more teams that it just, it, it, it makes sense to just pick the next best option. I think so. Yeah. I think, I think everyone else was overthinking it a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah. I think the auto drafted teams won two of their three matchups last week. Mm. Not shabby. Not great. Yeah. Uh, Okay, and then do you like root more for your fantasy football team or your or the Cardinals? Would you say the Cardinals will always take priority? I would rather watch the Cardinals win an NFL championship, a Super Bowl, if you will, than have my fantasy team win the league. Mm-hmm. Ten out of okay. ten times. Did you watch the Cardinals game? I missed it, but did you watch? It? I I sure did. <laughs> so thoughts, notes, takeaways for our. I know we have some Cardinals I, as listeners. I'm starting to believe that it really is true that Kyler Murray just plays a bunch of Call of Duty and doesn't actually study <laughs> game film. Yeah, that clause was actually should have been included. Yeah, it probably should have. Like, there's a there's a thing that he is 0 in 29 on Call of Duty double XP weekends. I thought I saw that tweet. I thought that was a joke. No, that's real. Oh it's like a real God. thing. That can't be. There is a real statistical analysis on the release of Call of Duty and double XP weekends <laughs> on, and his performance being way worse. What do you even get from XP and Call of Duty? I'm so far removed from you that. Like, you like level up. You get like new guns and stuff and like camos oh, okay. and stuff like that. New skins. Yeah. So like I don't know. Tiger camo. <laughs> Who cares <laughs> about rushing yards? I need this tiger camo. Literally. <laughs> I don't know, man. Our, we just are just not a great football team this year, which is very unfortunate. Granted, like we had like eight starters out or something like that. Yeah, Hopkins so that, is out, right? Yeah, Hopkins is out. J.J. Watt was out. Uh, I think a few other defensive starters were out as well. So we don't really know what this team's going to be. However, I don't think we have the legs to really go anywhere outside of a wild card spot. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. You heard it here first. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals lock for the wild card. Place your bets now. Vegas has a good odds. Over under 20-30 on when the Cardinals win a Super Bowl. Over. Yeah, I was gonna say same. we're gonna have to like. There's probably a kid that's born today that's like got born like this last week that's gonna probably be the Cardinal starting quarterback by the time we win the Super Bowl. And be yeah. Okay, uh, I think that is it for our sports hour. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week.